When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 51, 52, and 53 of The Dragon Reborn, Bait for the Net, In Search of a Remedy, and A Flow of the Spirit. Enjoy! All right, welcome to season three, episode twenty-one. Um, again, almost finished with, almost finished with the Dragon Reborn. We got this episode and one more left, um, and we'll be done. So, you guys excited about it? I am. Yes. Very good. So, a little housekeeping to start things off. We do have a new Patreon that would be Amis Farstrider. So, thank you so much for your patronage. Um, we appreciate all of our patrons and appreciate you coming and joining us. Yay. Um, also, also want to announce our giveaway. So this is why I had to restart this guys. It's so I can say the name right this time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so our giveaway is, uh, John Hardesy won a free book. So please, uh, um, actually I'll slide into your DMs. Yay, John. Yeah, so you get a book of your choice of any of the Wheel of Time books, hardcover, copy. I will send it to you. And, um, yeah, I'll slide into your DMs, get your address so I can stalk you. Um, so look forward to that DM. And, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, and we'll get that book to you. Um, also, we have a guest coming on next week. We have my brother, Hunter. So uh, he goes by Cuddy Buddy um, in the chat on, on Discord. But yeah, uh, excited about him coming on last December. Yes. He's read the series. He's read the series multiple times. Ian knows him well. I've known him my entire life or his entire life. And of course, Chris doesn't has never met my brother, but you'll get to meet him next week, at least in voice. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, so he's read the series now twice. I think he might correct me saying more, but at least twice. And, um, and he said that Dragon Reborn was his favorite book and he wanted to be on for the, the final. So I said, make it happen. <laughs> so yeah, next do week it. he's, he's going to be on. Also, I have to always, uh, uh, do my geography thing. So, um, what, where we have listeners from, uh, we have listeners now from Venezuela. So thank Hola. you. Yeah, hola. Thank you guys down in Venezuela. Um, I would try to do a Spanish version for you guys, but um, my my Spanish is it's very very lacking. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the final announcement I have to do is Jordan Con twenty twenty two. I announced this last week. I'm going to be announcing it for every week for the week of April, and that is um, um, that Jordan Con is doing a GoFundMe and I will have a link in the description here. So to click on to try to help them weather the COVID storm 
uh, to make sure they can still have a conference in 2022 because we would like to go to it. It's really selfish, yeah. but yeah, um, I want to I want to go to it and I want it to happen. So we're going to link the GoFundMe and we'd love for you guys to donate. We might have an event for that. I'm still thinking about it. I'm not 100 percent sure, um, but yeah, we'll, we're going to have TV that. TV show would like help to keep it afloat. Yeah, you know, there's definitely going to be more fans. Um, but the problem is they had to cancel last year because of COVID. And this year is kind of looking iffy. So they're not raising any money. And I guess they still have some expenses. So it's just getting getting tough for them. Yeah, I get you. Yep. Um, and then also the other announcement is our YouTube channel. Um, I did get a new computer. Um, so I am happy to announce that uh, – um, a launch date for our YouTube channel. That will be April 16th will, is when the introduction video will drop. Uh, more content will come later, but at least uh, the, 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 the channel will go live then. Um, and you'll get kind of a, a intro video about what the channel is going to be all about. Cause it might not be what you think it is. Or it might be, who knows? <laughs> go check it out. It's going to be, a, it's going to be fun. It's about to go down. It's about to go uh-huh. down. And then as far as personal life goes, um, so I had my birthday last week. It was fun. I got drunk on Zoom. Um, yeah. Then, yeah, that was fun. Um, and then, yeah, I'm off all this week. So i uh, doing a lot of yard work. Uh, I mowed the grass today. I did some weed whacking. Um, yeah. I love it when stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I get really close to the mic. <laughs> yeah, you start talking did, about cutting stuff down. Chimneys. Did you start your neighbor's uh start your neighbor's push mower with one pool in front of his wife and kids? Oh yeah. That's 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 the dad flex right there. No. That's a huge uh, flex. <laughs> although I, I although I did actually have to message my neighbor the other day because um um my son got these plastic baseballs for Easter and um I went outside and was gonna hit one to him and I just hit it out of the park. Um, crushed, I it. Far- <laughs> I crushed it it went over the neighbor's fence and they have a privacy fence in his backyard so i touched it i was like yeah um there's a ball back there if you see it can you throw it back over the fence or just use a dog toy it's like a dollar i don't really care either way but just let you know that's where the ball came from <laughs> you didn't like so. go all sandlot and throw your kid over the fence and <laughs> no i mean his, his dogs seem back. really friendly but he does have three pit bulls and they're out there all the time um they're friendly yeah. to me i don't know how friendly they are to the kids because they don't have kids and they never had kids and not that pit bulls are, are mean dogs don't get me wrong i'd love a nice well-trained pit is a very very sweet 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 boy or girl agree um uh but he does have pits and I don't well, just know. that it's a dog that you don't know the nature of them, so it's not really yeah. a pit. Thing. Well, I mean, right. if it's a little fur fur dog, sure, I'll throw my dog. My, my, yeah, sure. Go yeah, those sometimes are the those are the worst. Sometimes those are the, the worst. Like, oh, he can, he, can, he can outrun them. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. And until you find out it's a chihuahua. Oh yeah, there. No, yeah, I hate those animals. Mm. Yeah. Because well, owners don't I let them get away with so much because you know they're like, oh, they're so little, so it doesn't matter. So they don't, you know. All right. If it was, a, if, if it was a golden, if it was a golden retriever, I would just throw them over there because they don't hurt. Yeah. Them. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might choke on like all the hair that they're shedding, yeah. but that's about it. Exactly. That's about it. <laughs> that's the risk. Yeah. So I know um, both of you guys have a lot going on in personal life. So how about you guys? Oof. I so I made the comment earlier, uh, Alan and 
was talking to Chris and I, and Alan's like, how are you doing? And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> because the last two days have just been so crazy busy. I know normally that's Chris, but I've put an insane amount of miles on my car. Kids are on spring break, so I'm spending time with them. But we're also in Outer Banks uh, with my dad and some extended family on that side. But I also have two really big projects at work with some critical things going on that I just had to be there in person yesterday and today. So I was driving back and forth, and I got here, I would mm. say just in time, but we started crazy late tonight just because I, I literally ran through the door, threw everything together, and now we're recording. Um, so it's just it's been a heck of a drive. Yeah, like round trip a couple days in a row. I you know, I don't mind the road trip, and I had good music. I listened to these chapters a few times, and you know, on the phone with some friends and whatnot. So it was okay, but just a lot. Um, but starting tomorrow, tomorrow I only have to log on from here for a couple of meetings, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday I have. It's just nothing but me and the boys. So I'm super excited about that. That is um, awesome. I'm sure they appreciate that time. Oh yeah. And I, I'm very thankful for uh, my dad and his wife. Like they cover down so flawlessly, like the last three days now when I've put Ron in a bed and he's giving me the hug and the rundown of the day, he's like, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> and coming from, <laughs> you know, his little five-year-old squeaky voice, it's just uh, fantastic. And I, then I'll be like, well, what about yesterday? He was like, yeah, yesterday was good, but today was better. So I've got a I've got a lot to live up to in these next couple of days. I was just about to say that sucks for you. Oh <laughs> hey, they you have to look, buy him a pony or something. Well, uh if not tomorrow, but the day after we're we're uh renting a Jeep and we're doing the, the beach access up in Corolla and we're gonna do the, the pony tour up there. So you know, there's we I might be able to step up the game. If we have to go mm -hmm. like shark fishing and like reeling a shark, I mean I'll do that. That's must be nice. My my son's such a mama's boy. Like I put him to bed, and he's like, "Is mommy gonna come tech me in?" I'm like, "No, I'm doing it, dude." He's like, he's <laughs> he's like, like "But I want mom." And I was like, "This well, mom's mom's handling with sister right now. I got you." He's like, "I got you, man." And he's like, "But I want mom." I was like, oh. <laughs> "Don't don't worry." It, it always well, I won't say it always, but it, it starts that way at least in in my case. But they definitely learn to appreciate dad. I'm yeah. I'm a okay with that close mama bond early on in the first few years i mean it just it happens you know oh yeah no, no, it's fine he, he's still he's still he he still loves dad he's just uh he just at bedtime he wants those tuck-ins bro that's important it's it's, it's old well, mom sings and dances with them and uh we just watch youtube videos so <laughs> yeah. it's like a different type of <laughs> you gotta up your game bro <laughs> i gotta i gotta i gotta just i gotta work on my singing and my dancing moves uh yeah you know, I, it is one to dance with dad I, dance with mom. I, I want to dance with mom i don't want to dance with myself <laughs> ronan and i put on some gangster rap and he just starts like there twerking and stuff he he don't care yeah, we don't well, do, see, we he don't, still we don't do lullabies in this house. See, he's just spoiled. He just wants both because he wants he wants to watch YouTube videos with me because we watch uh, every single night. He picks a different video, but he always wants to watch um, like the size of stars. You know, those YouTube videos that go through like the different sizes of like the yeah you know, do comparisons of stars. Oh, I love it. So he's really into space, and so he so wants to like, watch those. Is it like Justin Timberlake versus like Britney Spears? Like, who's the bigger star? No, like what's no, 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 but he knows all he knows all his stars. Um, like he'll actually oh, look like, awesome. which is awesome because like he'll like watch a video and be like, that's Pollux, that's Beetlejuice, that's that's whatever, and like he'll call them out as they're coming across. And I'm like, 
that's pretty cool. Um, so Alan's like, that's retirement. <laughs> <laughs> so next thing is, uh, it, you know, once, once he gets a little older and he doesn't have to go to bed so early, we go outside and I can start pointing out some of the stars to him. Um, but yeah, so calling for you. I tried pointing out Beetlejuice the other night to him, but he was just like, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he could, it's hard to point without one of the laser pointers. So I'm like trying to get next to his eye, like that one right there. Uh, you see the, right. so I'm trying to point out Orion and it's completely like a foreign concept to him. Like it's Orion. It's the star in the upper is, left. Is so. Beetlejuice a red giant? Yeah. Beetlejuice is a red giant that might or might not be here because it's light years away and it's about to explode. Yeah. It's so, been scintillating quite a bit in the last few decades. It has. So yeah, it's, uh, it's due to explode any day in galactic terms or universal ter- universe terms, uh, which is any time between now and the next 200,000 years, <laughs> which is a blink of an eye in the universe. But um, it could explode tomorrow. Um, it could explode 200,000 years from now. But it's about to explode. <laughs> if it didn't happen so, in 2020, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, that would have been, yeah, yeah. <laughs> been the year to just... Ah, shit, we lost Beetlejuice. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. So, you know, that would have been a good thing because it would be cool to see. Like, I mean, yeah. not a good thing for people that maybe if there's aliens that live around Beetlejuice, not a good thing. But at least for us, not, as far as a celestial event that we can actually witness, it would be pretty cool. Because um, mm, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be brighter than the moon, so you'll be able to see it during the daytime, which would be mm. really cool in the night sky. I would love to live through that, but like I said, next two hundred thousand years, it's kind of a, mm. well, you know, who knows? <laughs> Probably not going to happen in my lifetime, but it would be nice. I mean, if if COVID twenty is a vampire type virus, you might be around. Yeah, I mean, there you go. Yeah, live forever. Um, so, Chris, you have a you have a lot of big news. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> oh man, it's 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 been a whirlwind. Um, Last week, we started with sending Chanel off, and then her vehicle broke completely down, and we ended up having to replace the engine and all sorts of other things, and so that was all all crazy and a lot going on with that, and then we finally take off on Friday and make our way here to Charlotte for part two of the um extravaganza that i call a proposal <laughs> so it started with me like i had formulated for the last few weeks an entire weekend full of events you know it's also easter weekend so it fell in really well so it's like i had chanel's girlfriends take her to brunch i had her sister get her nails done with her um when we got back friday because we back a little bit we had to drive up super early friday after i got off work after a half a day to get chanel to get the it stuff for her new job taken care of which they did not do right even though i told them what to do they did not listen they thought they knew what they were doing and it's their job to know but they were wrong (laughs) so we get to you know friday afternoon and chanel gets her nails done with her sisters saturday morning she goes to get brunch and in the meantime I'm like running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I had to finish buying the proposal decorations and I had to run around and get my photographer ready and I had to get my hair cut. I had to get my, my suit ready and had all the things put together. And my photographer friend decided she was going to get a hotel and went there and I thought it was amazing. So I was like, 
can we find it super cheap? So I managed to find it at a reasonable cost. So I pulled an Audible and added a hotel stay to my proposal. And we had a really nice restaurant restaurant called Fahrenheit that I decided I may or may not pop the question in. And so I had like went out to Michael's and found these really cool like storage boxes that mentioned some things that we talk about, about like being on an adventure with each other and traveling the world together. And so cool. I purchased those things and then I went and got a card that really expressed everything I wanted to say to her, Chanel that is. And so I put all that together and then I had a little gift bag that I wrapped the Harry Potter music box in with the ring inside of it. And I was like, this could play out two ways. I could give her the boxes in the card and call it part two of three, or I can go ahead and propose. And it would be really mean of me not to propose. So I might as well do this thing. So I get to the restaurant 30 minutes early, take some cool pictures and I wait. And then I get this phone call at 5.50 Saturday, 10 minutes before Chanel was supposed to be there. Of course, she knew nothing about any of this, completely in the dark. I said, girlfriend took her out to brunch. She gets home, she's getting ready. She calls me at 5.50. She's like, dude, where are you? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, we have dinner at six o'clock. I was like, I know. And she's like, but you're not here. I said, where are you? She said, that's horrible, right? <laughs> she's like, I'm still at my place. I'm like, you're, you're where? And she's like, I'm, I'm still at my place. I said, uh, where's your sister? Because who was her ride? Her sister. And she's like, oh, she's still getting ready because she's going out later on tonight. I'm like, oh, well, tell your sister she's late. And she goes, <laughs> oh. I said, all right, bye. I'll see you when you get here. 45 <laughs> minutes later, <laughs> I go to open the door for Chanel and I take her up to this beautiful spot in Charlotte where you can see 360 view of the uptown area, which is more like our downtown, well, midtown. It's like just where all the happening things are. And I had the perfect view of everything, a great table. Some people were sitting next to me. They knew what was going on. It's like we got to chatting. They offered to take my cell phone to do a Facebook Live. And I, Chanel gets there. We have so a little something to drink and I give her the boxes and she opens the boxes and she gets to the card and she just busts out laughing because she just knew that I was going to pull this out even further. And while she was <laughs> reading the card, I had the bag behind my back. She gets sitting into the card and she's just laughing up the storm and I dropped to my knee and I'm like, so will you marry me? And I got Boom. lost for words after that. I literally had nothing else to say, so I just gave her the bag, and she's like, wait, what? <laughs> the look of confusion on her face was worth every minute of this two and a half months of planning. When I say it was phenomenal, I mean, it was worth all of it. Yay. And I was like, in that moment, I got a little choked up, a little teary-eyed, because, like, I meant it. Like, I was like, I want to be, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I can't imagine doing this with anybody else. I've done this once before, but it wasn't the same. And cool. she opened the box. She got, I gave her the ring because she 
completely missed the box. She, I mean, the ring. She actually looked at the box, started playing with the box, didn't even look for the ring. I was like, it's a music box. She has to open it up. The sound comes up better when you open it. She opens it and continues to play with it. She didn't even see the ring. I had to go in and pull <laughs> the ring out. And then it's like, the, the she freezes. And it's like, wait, wait a second. This is This is the real, real thing. She probably thought you were then, still messing with her. <laughs> I she did. She thought I was still messing with her. It was so perfect, absolutely worth it. She's sitting here laughing right now because she knows it's true. Uh, but you know, and then we spent a good Easter with her family. So we actually had a gathering after that with her family and my family, and then we spent Easter with her family. So, oh, I love that she knew it was coming, and yet you still mix it up just enough that she was still like surprised. Oh but yeah. That, she thought that I was going to pull it out a whole nother eight months. Yeah. Oh, that's great. But she oh. says, no, I wasn't, but she had it in her mind that it could, <laughs> it, would, it could take a while. She, she said June at the most. She, so, still, still you, yeah. you were able to surprise yeah. her and that's, exactly. that's awesome. That's a great story. Great. I also, I also love that <laughs> 10 minutes out. Hey, uh, where are you at? <laughs> and then on on top of everything else she started a new job on monday and we found out she can work virtual so that makes our long distance relationship engagement much easier good awesome that's awesome yeah a similar story when i got engaged to my wife um i i told her to meet me at at the place where i was going to propose and she thought i was going to come pick her up so I'm sitting down there for like a good 30 minutes. And if I like walked back into the car and I was like, are you coming? She's like, are you coming? I was like, no, no, no. You're supposed to meet me here. She's like, oh, sorry. I'll be right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was just like, I guess she changed her mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I would not doubt. I would not blame her for doing. Um, <laughs> but but as I, as I, as I always remind her multiple times, she did say yes twice. So, you know, uh, <laughs> perfect yeah uh once when i asked her to marry me and t- second time at the altar so hey you know you said yes yeah. twice <laughs> you, you doubled down <laughs> you, you doubled down on this this is what you get <laughs> so this uh, this should have been a sign but in my <clears throat> last marriage that i'm currently not in as you all know um so she got a hold of the ring found it and then Somewhere in the process, there was this mild argument that just got blown out of a por- proportion, and then it was okay, and then she's holding the ring, and I'm standing there, and we're both still a little upset, and my proposal was, with her already holding it, <laughs> I was like, so are we going to do this or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my first engagement. <laughs> and it didn't last, go figure. Oh, well, you live, you learn. Chris, you did way better, <laughs> way better. <laughs> most people know this but i've my this is my second marriage my first marriage is a very similar type of proposal um you feel like doing this i i had i had all this stuff planned and i was working um at a plumbing distribution company ferguson enterprises and um a big shipment came in and i told my boss i needed to take off work at five and then the shipment comes in he's like oh nope everybody's working late we gotta 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 unload the truck and i'm like I got to go. And he's like, no, you're not going anywhere. I was like, dude, I'm about to propose to my girlfriend. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> like you're working. <laughs> Do you want a job? So I ended up showing up like dirty as hell, like 
hours late, missed a dinner reservation. And I was just like, here's the ring. Do you want to do this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm so dumb with this day. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. 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 Well, it didn't last. Um, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, Chris, you did it right. Um, did, did the right way. Uh, don't, don't learn from Ian and I, uh, where you, where you did that. Well, you can learn what not to do, which yeah, obviously you, do, yeah. which obviously you didn't even need to hear that. Cause you, yeah, you, yeah. you aced it. But exactly. Thank you. So, yeah. So with that story, um, from Chris, I don't know if we can top that with anything else. So, um, until next time. Yeah. I was going to say like, let's just end this and we'll come back uh, another yeah. day. We'll come back another day and do this. Uh, no, so let's go to predictions. Um, so I don't have much as far as predictions from last week. Cause honestly, um, I, I, I just, I, I listened to the episode when I was, uh, and, and when I did it and also I didn't write down much notes. So, uh, one of the predictions I know you guys had is that everyone's kind of come back together. Um, we have some other previous uh, predictions like that. Tom's going to save more gays by the end of the book. Um, that um, uh, that there's IE in the city, things like that. So anything uh, that you guys can think of prediction wise? There's a lot I want to happen, but there, there's just not enough time. I don't. I have no clue. I have no clue how this is actually going to end. We have three book, three chapters left with this. Yeah, I've, I've yeah, mentioned say, it a I'm few right times. There. This, this is. I don't think we're gonna have a happy ending here. I think we might have a little bit of resolution and then a lot of. Holy cow! What's questions? next? Questions. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Questions. Yeah. But our I'm choices. Super, I'm super our choices. Excited. Choices. <laughs> yeah. You so the next your, chapter is choice. No, it's not. Alan. <laughs> let's move right into the this chapter 51 so chapter 51 bait for the net which is kind of an uh, ominous uh title of a chapter and we have the two faces that we've seen before um the black head and the white head in the, in the background like kind of like the um yeah two faces looking at each other and usually deals with dark friends um uh when we i think the first time we saw that is that gray man chapter um but yeah deals with dark friends or our shadow spawn or something like that. It's like so, next level dark friends. Yeah. So we start this chapter, um, you know, walking through the mall, um, uh, which is that muddy place. Um, and naive, naive is thinking about, uh, Rand, uh, or she thinks she sees Rand, but she's not quite sure. Uh, and some weird stuff happens. A guy trips and throws a bunch of fish and the fish all land in a perfect circle. And, and everybody's kind of stunned and looking at it. Um, but she's there p- purchasing some, some like meat for mother G and, um, yeah. Um, that's where we start. So let's talk about this whole thing. I think she saw Rand. Was it Rand? What's going on? Got, it had to have been Rand. I mean, the fish all landed noses into the ground, all the fish standing upright in a semicircle. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So like perfect semicircle. Exactly. I, it, you know, it was definitely around. And I, and I had a flash of a thought of Matt riding past, you know, when there's the flash of lightning and he looks over and he sees the house that had he stopped, he would have ran into Nynaeve and then uh, the mm-hmm. other the other girls and whatnot. So it's like all these so close moments. And, you know, Alan, you asked the question. Obviously, the answer is that had to be Rand with all this crazy stuff happening. 
uh, but they're like, mm -hmm. they're there. They're all there. It's so close. It's, it's almost, but not quite. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And as Nanive kind of moves on, uh, walking down the road, she runs into our good thief catcher, Julian Sandar. And, um, hold on. Like, hey, hey. Our, our, our good, what? Our good friend. Um, <laughs> get rid of that G word, bro. So he is not a G. No. Uh, he's really nervous and agitated and kind of sketched out. Um, you know, uh, and says, I, I found the girls you're looking for. Uh, I found them. So let's get back and let's talk. Let's get back to the other two girls and talk about it. And huh? I think he's kind of a little suspicious. Like, what's the matter? Why do you seem so nervous? And he's like, No, nothing. Just, just let's, let's get back to the place, uh, to the, to the house with uh, Mother Gwena. So, um, well, I mean, prior to that, we got to bring recognition to the fact that they're also sharing the same bad dream, mm -hmm. which is another indication that somebody to Vieran is near, or, or we have a Forsaken that's near, mm -hmm. or both. Yeah. So okay. I, I wanted to bring up the bad dreams, but also focus on everything that Nynaeve is thinking inside of her head up until running into our good she's, she's very distracted and very upset and anxious and there's a lot of things bothering her and depressed like everybody else in the city correct so the and the that's reason, how it rand's feeling oh yeah i believe i believe that too i my main reason of wanting to bring that up is not, I don't want to get like defensive of Nynaeve, but like I feel like everything we know about her, if she wasn't distracted with all this other stuff, this thief catcher, she would have noticed that he was off, that he was nervous, that something wasn't right. And she might have picked up on that. At least what I've gathered of Nynaeve, she's, she's smart enough and she reads people enough, but she totally missed it. In, in fact, it was the opposite. She was getting nervous that you know, maybe they were found out and that she would have to make excuses about what they're doing there. And I don't know. I, like I was a little disappointed, but at the same time I could, I could understand why Nynaeve totally missed it. Cause the way Jordan writes this, it was very clear. This guy was super cool and confident about what he could do for them. Finding people, no big deal. Yeah, this is what I do. I'm great at it. Like, you know, and now he's super nervous, sweating, whatever but she doesn't pick up on it and she's like oh yeah let's just go back and we'll hash this out mm -hmm. so, so she kind of well, i don't necessarily like, agree with that she picked up on it but his reasoning was valid she's like what has you frightened he said no no mistress i i didn't reveal myself these women you seek they are at the stone guests of a high lord the high lord salmon or how you say it why did you call them thieves? The High Lord Salmon, he squeaked. Like, we know that this dude's bad news. Like, he's come through and just started running stuff. And mm -hmm. you're, they are guests of his, and you have the audacity to call them bad guys or thieves. And we know that, quite literally, you can lose your life for, you know, speaking out against a guest of the high lord or, or a noble excuse me 
You lose your life because of speaking out against a noble. Imagine what's going to happen if you're speaking out against the guests of a high lord. But right. But here's the thing. He hasn't. And th- we talked about it before. He's a very overly principled man. So if let's say he didn't give anything away about them and he was able to go about his business without asking too many questions where even he was revealed, if all of that was true and he found out what he found out, then he would be maybe a little more uh, aggressive in his tone with her or accusatory or maybe like, hey, screw this. I'm not working for you anymore. But that wasn't his reaction. He had a nervousness about him. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just maybe maybe I'm overthinking it, but I would have when I see somebody acting like that, I I get I mean, I have my own reasons, but I get very, mm-hmm. very suspicious and stop. Yep. I stop listening to the words coming out of their mouth and I start paying more attention to their their actions and reactions. Yeah, I agree. I normal naive would have picked up on it, I guess, is what I'm saying. But she was also yeah. distracted. Anyway, yeah. On to page two. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Nynaeve arrives back at Mother Gwena's house and she finds that Mother Gwena is tied up and our, I'm not going to say good friends because they're not good oh, friends. Oh. Uh, Leandrin and Rihanna are there, uh, just waiting for her. Um, and Nynaeve tries to channel, but it's unsuccessful um, because they shield her immediately and start beating the shit out of her um, and get this whole interaction. So let's talk about all this. You this left out big... the best part. Yeah. I love that despite the fact that they were getting caught and overwhelmed here, Jordan allowed for Nynaeve to sucker punch and backhand him. Right? Oh, yes. That's Shoot that's a little bit of satisfaction that from the reader perspective. And hopefully when I see this on the big screen one day, like that's even though it's going down, getting caught, naive being naive, lays the smack down for a moment. And I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what do you guys think about all this? The the trap that was set for them and them getting captured and all this, all this stuff that happens. This this one interaction before they leave the house uh, while they're getting all beat and everything like that. What What's your... The wheel weaves is the wheel weaves. This is part of the whole uh-huh. plan. See, you think this is the trap. This is a trap, but this isn't mm. the trap. This is a like a lowercase and italicized. Okay. But later in the chapter, even though they're they're bluffing, I think the real trap is that these dumb dumbs took these girls. Because you know what? Mm. Remember, Moraine still has connection with them from the healing, from this, that, and the other. We also have Matt that's looking for them going about his random business. And even though Rand's losing his shit, he still has love for his his people from back home, but from Egwene. I I just mm-hmm. I I feel like these black Asha have sealed their fate. They messed up. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I yeah, I was gonna say I definitely agree with those sentiments. I mean, at the end of the day, I I agree. I enjoyed the, the little fight scene. And, you know, I had a little bit more faith in our, our sniffer here. And, you know, I had a moment of hesitation when they hired him on, but he seemed like such an outstanding individual. And so I was just like, all right, I'm going to cheer him on. 
<clears throat> one chapter later, he screws the girls. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get it. He's kind of, you know, it's his life of theirs, so it is what it is, dog-eat-dog world. Um, but I think what really impressed me was the, the fact that the girls did put up a fight. And, you know, it intrigues me as to what's going to come next. Yeah. Yeah. And and Rihanna here actually wants to kill Mother Gwen like right off the bat. Like just, just kill her. Let me and... just let me just stop her heart. We don't need yeah. this one. Let me just, let me just... Her. and Leandra's like, no, no, stop. We don't need to do that. <laughs> like we can just yeah. issue. And, and and this might be uh, you know a plot device, obviously, but at the same time, kind of like um uh, you know Well it shows that they're free of their bonds as a um sure as a yeah, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, they're 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 free to have some kind of thought process. Yeah, uh, a thought process of their own. But at the same time, they're 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 leaving loose ends. Um, And if I if I've if I've seen any gangster movies before, you know that that's always you know you always you always (laughs) kill everyone. You kill all the witnesses. (laughs) But I concur. But at this point, they also are overconfident. You know, they think they there's no there's nothing that can threaten them. Um, well, and I'd agree with that. Yep. I mean, they so they take the forsaken what, mother's side. Exactly. Yeah. So they take uh, Nynaeve to the front room, and Elaine looks pretty beat up there. Egwene's completely unconscious, and there's two more black sisters in the front room, um, as Emiko and Joya. And um, the eyes and eyes take the three girls out to a black coach. Um, where they will take him to the Stone of Tear, and Julian is out there waiting outside. Um, and it's obvious that he helped the Black Sisters, though it looks like he was under pressure to do it. I, I think we should put some more emphasis on what you said, Alan. I know it sounds cruel and heartless, but let's pretend we're doing bad guy shit. You tie up your loose ends. Like, what on earth? Why would they leave her alive with the story to tell? With, I mean, unless it was intentional. Like, it's such, it it's such an obvious bad guy screw up to let her stay alive and stay back. It makes me think that, you know, maybe they're also tracking or aware of everybody else that's coming. Maybe Matt, maybe Perrin and Marine and Lan or whatever. And maybe no, they want she's others just to follow a warning. the trail. She's just a warning to all those around not to cross their path. I mean, that's that's possible, but I just, I don't know. I think there's something to what you said, Alan. I I can't see why you would leave her alive. Yeah, like make make, make the case. I'm okay. You're saying she's a warning to others, but others in the area. Trust me, everybody in that neighborhood, even Jordan writes like, yeah, the carriage is there, and everybody just decided to not be around because they don't want to have anything to do with that shit. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I, I don't know. So, yeah. So, on the way to uh, the Stone of Tear, uh, uh, Nynaeve and Elaine try to do this whole entire thing back and forth. Like, you shouldn't be taking us. This is a bad idea because we're setting the trap for you. And they all play into <sighs> Which each I other. thought was and- stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to say it out loud. I was like, you know, and I'm listening to the book at this point. I just completely toned this out. I was like, really? This is your play? No, this is dumb. 
So I can only yeah. imagine what the like Aja thought. They were probably laughing their heads off. I mean, just and, and they were literally laughing at them, like Psh, whatever, girls. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, you, they you'll be good. Lucky you'll... And Matt might come spring them, but yeah, they said, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, um, they, they started laughing, saying, you know, we serve the forsaken by all, by all, and um, that they've already sent for thirteen Mergel, and they have thirteen sisters. So whether you like it or not, you will serve us. Yeah, because we learned before that anyone who can channel, we learned this previously that anyone can channel as long as there's thirteen Mergel and thirteen channelers together, yeah. they can turn anyone to force them to serve mm. the dark. Yep, mm. makes them susceptible. Oh man! So as I'm reading this, like I knew this was all possible because we read it, but in my mind as the reader, I'm still being stupidly optimistic that like, well all the right heroes are going to show up at the right time. So we don't have to worry about this, but now I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, wait a minute again, we only have three chapters left. <laughs> like mm-hmm. heroes can only do, but so much in a certain amount but of time. Jordan seems to wrap things up within three to five chapters every time. And, and these are girthy chapters coming up. These ones weren't, but the ones coming up are girthy. That's true. So maybe, and you know, we like the girth, but I guess I, yeah. we got to consider the fact. What if, what if they have enough time to turn one of the three, if not all of them, hmm. what, right. if, what if the one lane. of them? That's what I was thinking. Oh man, how crazy would that shit be? That's mm. what I go for. She's the queen air. Exactly. There's dark queen air, whatever. Because yeah. they were they're so far unsuccessful in getting full control over her mom. Her mom's still resisting some. Yep. I think. Uh-huh. Oh, buddy. Hmm. Let's wrap this up so I can read. Hurry up. Come on. Yeah. So we end this, we end this chapter with them <laughs> screaming being being beat again. She doesn't know whether she screamed first or Elaine screamed first, but they're being beaten and I like it the, when they and they're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're laughing. So that's, in the that's, laugh it. that's the end of this chapter. So anything we missed from this chapter? Probably. It's a short chapter though. I don't feel like we really miss much. To be honest with you, it's like one of those situations where a lot did happen. I mean, we know that our our lady friend feels horrible about selling the girls out, but she really had no choice in the matter. Sure. Um, you can see, I, again, I'm going to make the statement. I think it's Rand's paranoia and depression that is like perforating into the city and affecting everyone. Which kind of shows you why the current, why the Aja still men with power. Because, you know, you got one, mind you, he's severe as well, but you never know who is and who isn't at this point. They do. Not everybody does. So it's best to just still those individuals and, and get rid of the problem. So, yeah. So I'm curious. Obviously, we don't have answers yet, but. The obvious question. We haven't touched Rand in a while. Where is Rand? Like, we, we know he's here. We're pretty sure he's here. Um, but why why haven't the Black Aja focused more on him? Or, you know, are the girls, you know, now bait to bring him in? Or what's... I'm assuming we get him in some of these last chapters coming up. But, like, there's all this evidence of him around can't help but think what it's what's he getting into and how 
Like, so, are we going to jump forward to a Rand chapter and him be totally batshit crazy? Like, so the funny thing about this particular book, which I think is just hilarious, is that uh, so we're almost at the end. So uh, now I can bring this up. The name of the book is The Dragon Reborn. Rand has hardly any in this book at all. <laughs> like he's hardly there at uh-huh. all. In fact, in fact, I can tell this now. Rand only has six point of views the entire book, and it's only eight percent of the entire book is Rand, and it's called the Dragon Reborn, and it's twenty eight percent Gwen point of views, and twenty four percent is Matt uh, and Perrin's twenty eight. So Perrin, Matt, and Gwen are the bulk of the book, <laughs> and then you have Rand there. <laughs> I, I hate to say this, but Alan, your spreadsheets just like saved the day for me. Like that was, I guess that was the point I was trying to make without having the numbers to back it. Like he's yeah. still <laughs> critically important to what's going on here. Like, sure. But he's not, he's not in the book at all. <laughs> but I'm left thinking, where's Rand? What the bleep is he doing? Has he totally But is the dragon reborn really about Rand or is it about the fact that the dragon is so much more? It's about Pater. No, well, <laughs> we already know it takes at least the three. It's 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 a combination of Rand, Matt, and Perrin. It's about all of them. And Egoine, all four. Well. And, and they're all coming into in their Rain. own realization. And Lan. And Loyal. Nah. <laughs> no. It, it, it's more of the focus of them coming into themselves. That way they can be the people that Rand needs them to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He needs it's his herald. He needs his his general. He needs his battle mage. Like, yeah, yeah. I think so. Flash healer. This is a. I don't know if you call it a prediction, but I think this is going to be the ultimate downfall of those that are trying to stop Rand. Is those trying to stop Rand probably think they only need to stop Rand? I don't think they understand how powerful the group together can be. Well, no, it's the group that doesn't understand how powerful they can be together. That's why everybody else is trying to kill them. Matt's got the gray men. Perrin is the only one that's kind of been left alone. You know, you got... So far. um, Exactly. You got the the black Aja after the girls. But I think they're just pulling them in for bait for Rand. I don't think they actually understand. Look... Here's the thing. Think of this. Do they actually know how powerful Nynaeve is? Just focusing on her. Leandra is a lot smarter. Leandra. The moment, the moment something happens where Nynaeve is able to channel, I'm fully confident that Nynaeve will squash all of them nearly instantly. Or could. That may not happen. I don't think they realize how powerful Nynaeve is. And Egwene. And even Elaine at this point. I, I, I think they're bringing I, him in for I bait. I beg to differ. Well, I beg to differ. I think they know exactly how strong they are. That's why they had the barrier set so she couldn't cast. I've got enough vodka in me, brother. I kind of want to hear you beg, but we could do that. We could do that offline <laughs> after the show. <laughs> that could be a bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't know. I'm 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 spitballing, and it's it, yeah. it, it's evidence like these chapters so far less answers more questions and just so much so much could be happening here mm-hmm. I, I don't know i don't know yeah. slumped on the stool in the Cleman's room 
Matt Grimace as Tom coughed again. Tom's got yeah. COVID. Yeah, Tom goes. So we're on chapter fifty-two, a search in search of a remedy, and we have the, the harp as the icon. And yes, Tom has COVID. Tom is coughing ah. along, and they're trying to find the cure. That that good old Pfizer or the good old Moderna or Johnson Johnson or whatever, whatever, whatever shot you use. <laughs> um, I got my I got my first Pfizer shot uh, a couple weeks ago, so uh, you know I'm, I'm halfway vaccinated. <laughs> um but yeah so um uh yeah Tom, tom's coughing along um I, i'm guessing either covid or tuber- tuberculosis it's one of the two so yeah um so matt's concerned for tom uh tries to go find uh, uh some help and he's heard that there's a they call him wise woman here not wisdoms but he hears huh. about the shop that he can go to and they, they go straight to mother g uh. Mm. How ironic. So very lucky. Don't you think? <laughs> uh, a little too ironic. I, a, little, a little too much. So after they knock on the door, Tom, Tom pops up, <clears throat> clears his throat over his cough, and says, Lately I've been feeling low. A remedy is what I'm seeking. That's a deep that's that's a deep cut. Unless you're a Dave Matthews band fan, like that's that's a deep cut. Look, there's a couple out there. (laughs) I know I butchered it, but there's at least two or three people I know right now that are like, oh shit. Next break we're playing that one. Y'all put y'all put that uh Jimmy thing on. You'll see what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some Jimmy, some, some Jimmy thing, and you can also play some Jason Mraz remedy. That's another. Uh, oh yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, Jason yeah. Mraz, Jason Mraz. Yeah, Jason Mraz. More what? Mm-hmm. What? What? Anyway, anyway so yeah, okay. I did. Didn't we see Jason Mraz live? Was it? Were you with I me? Yeah. 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 No, Ian was with me. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah that but I saw him it was at MGM Grand. Game of seeing you. Oh, that's right. No, we saw him at uh, in Vegas at MGM Grand. Yeah, um, he opened for Dave Matthews. Um, that, oh, that's I cool. don't remember much of that. I'm gonna have to let you tell us. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't remember. I just remember. I remember we went to the show. Um, I was, but we were I was in there. Vegas, and we were, yeah. <laughs> we're we, were, my we were there. So. <laughs> we were there. I don't remember anything from that show at all. <laughs> I don't remember going to it. Um, really, honestly, I think we're so sleep deprived and on so much uh, and, and drinking so heavily that entire trip. That anyway, apparently it was fun. Um, so let's move on. Um, so, so yeah, they, so there. You know, Tom is dying, so she decides to pour something hot and warm down his throat. But before we before we get there, he does notice that there's tracks outside of the house and um, from a carriage, and he thinks it's odd because horses don't usually come down at least on the carriage all the, all this mud. They, they don't they don't come down this area of, the, of town. Uh-huh. Like it's just really weird for because of how poor the area is. Why would any carriage come down this way? So, I definitely you know took notice the way Matt took notice. And he's smart to look at it because it's not something super common. Uh, he talks about like, you know, the 
the oxen and how people pride themselves and blah, 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 blah. But it, it was at least I took note that Matt, you know, he's smarter than maybe we thought he was. And this is another example of him kind of just taking in these small details that might be important. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I mean, he notices that there's three horses tied out back. And well, yeah. He thinks that's odd too. He's like, these look like really good horses. Like these are poor people down here. Like why? These are really nice horses. Right. Um, he might not so have take- fully put it together. It, it mm-hmm. took a lot of obvious hints for him to really put it together, but he's noticing the right things. Yeah. I'll give him some and credit then- for that. And then we get oh. to the tea that Mother G makes for 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 uh, good old Tom, which he doesn't like. Yeah, so. they walk in, and it's like, yep. Um, more flea. The, the what was I going to say? How can I find anything without you? You learn most of what we hear. So, like, that's the purpose. That's the reason. Like Matt's like, I need you healed. I need you better. And Tom's fighting it all the way he's like nah i'm good just give me a few hours sleep and we'll be ready to go and that's like uh-uh we're, we're going to a wisdom or a wise woman as they're called and we're going to get you something to fix this up nice shot of vodka or something and okay did tom get sick because he shook hands with somebody that happened to have a virus on their hand or did tom get sick because a taverin needed needed to be in a certain place at a certain time to meet a certain person and it required Tom to be sick to get them there. Hmm. Because of the thing of the thing of the thing. Do we have free will? Thing. I don't know. Not in this book. <laughs> Not in this book. Choices. In, in life, do you have free will? <laughs> Tom, Tom is like, excuse hmm. me, uh, Mr. Jordan, you could have just like had us get tired and need to stop at that particular place when you needed us to. But instead, you decided to give me this fucking cough, which is really annoying, and now I have to take this nasty tar medicine with some buff lady that's going to rub my chest for, well, you know what? Fuck it. Let her rub my chest. Just just, just because you're a religious studies major doesn't mean we have to get into Calvinistic arguments. That's um, I, I can't not think about it. <laughs> Calvinism. Uh, there is no free will. It's all predestined. It, well, if you haven't oh, noticed yeah. me getting so angry at the chapters called choices, like so long as, well, me in my life, but just in everything I read experience, like people have the opportunity to choose, like it doesn't bother me. But once people are like forced into corners, like mm-hmm. enforced into decisions, I just, or things thrust upon them, I, I'm, I'm not as happy about yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't like shoots and ladders. Like once you shuffle the deck, the game is over. It's already decided. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. So me me and my wife had the same thing. Like I love games with strategy. I love games where you have to think she loves games where it's completely random. And I hate playing games that are a hundred percent random because it's like, there's no point to this game. Like there's no skill. There's no skill at all. It's just like, why don't we just go ahead and roll a dice a bunch of times and see who wins? Which is fun if you're playing against a casino. It's not fun when you're just playing against your wife. And it's, uh, <laughs> I, I just, I just yeah, like strategy. <laughs> yeah, I just like strategy. Um, and, oh, she doesn't like it because I, I get into the strategy. But, um, you, wait, you um, know what else I think about that though? All right, hold on. What? Good night. Good night. Good night, guys. I think, I think it's bedtime for the boys. So hold on. Let me give hugs real quick.
Yeah, it's a cheap computer. You can. There's a hug for me. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> they they said good night as well. Okay. Cool. Good night, buddy. Awesome. Oh, that was cute. Good night. All right. I got I got I got my loves in. We're good. Yeah. Where were we at? I was talking about how playing a game of chance with my wife versus playing uh, strategy games. Oh yeah. hundred <laughs> percent concur. Yeah. So like, I won't play monopoly with her. Like uh, I refuse to, because oh, she doesn't play. Monopoly. Oh, I knew I love monopoly with, with a passion. She refuses to play the game. Like her I whole thing is she, this. yeah, she refuses to trade. She doesn't believe that there should be trading. She just wants to roll the <laughs> dice and whatever properties you land on, that's what you get. And then yeah. whoever wins wins. And I'm like, that's not how you play Monopoly. That's not how you play <laughs> game. Monopoly is cutthroat. You're supposed it's to cutthroat. kill a bitch. You're supposed yeah. to steal some stuff. You're supposed to make people want to if, beg to. If this game does not you. end end with someone flipping the table over, <laughs> then you're not playing Monopoly the right way. <laughs> like when I played, I wanted to own everything on the board. I would purposely give people loans just so I could make my way around the board, just to land on that last <laughs> property I need. Like I have played, my longest game was 48 hours of Monopoly. Oh, buddy. Right. Oh, I would have flipped the table before that, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, I won't do a deep rabbit hole, but Alan, you say that. However, think back to right after Hurricane Isabel when we, we were out of power for Risk. a few weeks. Yeah, we played Risk and we put together, I think it was four bo- Risk boards. So we made like a mega map of like four worlds, like long. Mm-hmm. And we had like, I think it was like 50 people over at our house. It was days of playing Risk. Days. And days. And we days, all became days. friends and then enemies and then friends and, and then, then friends enemies again. and then frenemies. And then there was alliances that were formed and broken. I mean, because it was like 15 of us. So like we played like 15 people at risk. And literally there was like alliances and backstabbing and everything going on every which way. Yeah. So to the point where I'm surprised we all made it alive. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's possible to get through that. I mean, well. <laughs> Eventually, we, we became friends again, right, Alan? I mean, yeah, it all yeah, turned yeah. out okay. <laughs> Hell, like, I'm, I'm, for you to sleep I'm, in I'm pretty sure there's there's day. a few there's a few people that don't still don't talk to me because that's of that. true. That's why I started <laughs> laughing. I'm, I'm thinking about all the people that were there, and I was like, no, there's a there's, couple of them that after that two week period, I never talked to, we never yeah, we never talked talk to them talk again. again. <laughs> <laughs> they never got invited, and they never invited us. So, yeah, oh no, it was over. That's true, I guess. Huh. Well, there was also a lot of alcohol involved because, um, so uh, it was when Hurricane Isabel came through. So basically the situation was a little side story. Um, everyone had lost power for like a month and the, uh, my apartment was on the same grid, it was the only residential property on the same grid as the hosp- as the hospital. So we oh, yeah. got power the next, we got power the next day. Um, if you're familiar or, or Chris, you, you, you live in different areas, Kingstown apartments. Oh yeah, I know. Like I was on that same. Yep. Yep. So, yep. So we got power back within a day and everyone else was out power for an entire month. And so we went to, I guess it was the grocery store and they had pallets of beer that they were just trying to get rid of because it was going to get warm and they were going to throw away. So they were just selling like, cases and cases of like 22s and and i mean it was like bud light 22s i mean it was gross stuff but uh, we were just buying literally by the pallet yeah, college age so it was college, a but, great deal but we, we, but were, we were getting them cheap as all get out so we literally bought more alcohol than you could possibly consume and because we had power we could be at 
we could do it. And then um, all the meat and I mean, all the grocery stores just trying to get her everything. So everything was like pennies. So we just bought everything. And then people just came over uh-huh. and we played Risk. We had a, we had a, we had a great time. <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic. <laughs> Some friends didn't make the cut apparently, but. Yeah, but but we had a good time. Yeah, I, I think at least I, I did. I don't know if everybody did. <laughs> how does how does that have anything to do with what we're talking about? I'm still on page one of COVID. chapter fifty two. What is COVID? Well, because you're talking <laughs> to Viren. <laughs> anyway, so let's get back to the story. Uh, <laughs> the tangent just Hello, keeps we're going. Again. We don't need Black Tower here. I could I could fuck this show up all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> That episode episode was epic. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, I don't know why you're skipping episodes. Go back and listen to it. It was so Um, good. (laughs) I love it. So we get Tom in the chair. He's Mm -hmm. getting some brew. And where are we at? Yeah, he's getting some. he's, He's It tastes disgusting. He doesn't like it. And Matt starts to notice that mother uh, Gwenna's accent is similar to swans and yeah, the said, that, and, the, and the stink of fish he thought frowning at the barrels man uh, yeah. we're talking about the so fish he, stuff. yeah he comments on it saying that like I've met someone that has your accent and she says I've met people that have your accent too two girls huh. came in that had your accent and there's a third one that had a different accent but and Matt just stops and goes wait were they and says Egwene not even like that's not the names they gave me but here's what they look like and Matt's like Holy crap. (laughs) As awesome as that is, I can't help but think if Matt would have been able to continue his thought process and talk to her about the Amberlin seat, like maybe she actually knows the the leader of the White Tower. But as soon as he made his comment, she made hers, and then boom, he's back on mission to finding them. Right. So, like, part of me was, like, as this conversation started, I was like, oh, there's going to be some connection and maybe we'll find it. And then, boom, we're right back to the girls, which is cool also. Like, a, a still a very serendipitous moment. Right place and finding out this info. But we don't know for sure that there isn't a connection between this wise woman and our Amerlin. You know, allegedly coming from the same place. Yeah. Maybe that comes into play down the road. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe. Sure. So, um, so now at this point, Matt knows that um, they were there. So Matt starts really drilling our, you know, into Mother Gwena. Um, but, okay. <laughs> giggity, giggity. <laughs> starts, you know, asking her, where are they? And she's like, uh, I can't tell you. He's like, no, I'm not going to take that as an answer. Like, you're going to tell me where they are, like now. Um, and they go through this whole exchange, which I thought was pretty good. Um, you know, and, and finally she agrees that you know, if if she doesn't die by telling them this information, she'll share it, and tells them that they're at the stone. It's about uh. to go down. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and then we end the chapter with Matt I leaving the house. I will never mention your name to anyone. Yeah, like he he has to make promises to her. He leaves the yeah. house, leaving good old Tom behind, who was dying of COVID. Yep, to go get the I girls do. out. Yep, leaves Tom behind, and he leaves the house, and the, the dice start to tumble inside his head. 
And that's how we end this chapter. Can we can we give some cred to Matt here? Uh, so who's traveling alone right now? Matt and Rand. Matt's mm-hmm. traveling alone because he's just terrified of what he might do. He's freaking out. He's losing his mind. And yeah, he might be important, but he does not have his shit together. Matt is starting to just be so overly confident in himself. He's stepping out and he's like, yeah, I'm going to do this random shit. And I don't know how, but I'm going to go find these girls. And even even our wise woman sees it in him. She's like, you're just like my husband and da 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 da. He would just sail out into a gale fully confident that he could just, you know, get through it and blah, 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 blah. Like she could see it in him. And I don't know that that got me fired up. That's that's some shit I would do. That that reminds me of the time when (laughs) we're we're hanging out at your parents place and it's like a gale force wind coming through. And you and I are jokingly like, hey, we should take the lasers out. And then there's like a ha ha. Then we look at each other and we're like, no, we should take the lasers out. And your dad's like, well, I've got the Coast Guard on speed dial. I'm not going to stop you, but this is a horrible idea. You know? And we. I, th- I thought you were going to bring. I thought you were going to bring up lightning roulette. Um, but oh well, that's know, that works too. that's even dumber. <laughs> at yeah, least that's, uh... we had a chance to survive. You know, the wind was blowing back towards your parents' house. So worst case, <laughs> our our <laughs> lifeless bodies would wash ashore. Close to where your dad could snag us. So lightning, so lightning roulette. Uh, let's talk about that game real fast, uh, and then we'll we'll wrap this up. But um, just for you guys that don't know, talking about a game of chance. So we, we we invented this game in high school where my parents had my parents live on the water. It's a five mile um, wide river, which I know doesn't sound like a river, but it is because um, it's it's close wide. to the mouth. It's big. Yeah, and um, storm during the summertime, storms always come across the river. So they come from they come from the other side of the river, and they come across the river, and you can see them coming uh, from five miles away. And my parents had a bunch of these, like you know, these metal chairs, like the, the ones you know, the metal chairs you see in like high schools and stuff like that, like the fold up ones. My parents had a bunch of those, uh, like for events and stuff like that. And we would take them all down when the summer storm was coming in. And we'd sit around a circle at the end of the pier as the lightning strikes start to come closer <laughs> and closer across the river. Last and the man whole standing. idea, yeah, the whole idea was that if you got scared and ran back to the house while sitting in a metal chair during a lightning storm, you lose. The last guy to stay on the pier, surrounded by water in a metal chair, wins. <sighs> um, this is probably the dumbest thing we've ever done. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> we had, we had lightning striking the. I don't know if you've seen lightning strike water, but it's pretty intimidating. It's uh, really scary. lots of steam so that instantly nor- shoots up. <laughs> Usually, you know, there are far away lightning strikes, and then one would strike somewhat close, and everyone would run. Uh, you know, like there would no one would stay on the pier. <laughs> like just um, yeah. Our our hair would start standing up, you know. It was, uh, you know. Oh, that's there, cool. Uh, there were there was one time I call it spider lightning, but you know when it's like the cloud to cloud lightning, and it just triggers a chain reaction, and you see it shoot across the sky, cloud to cloud, but it doesn't connect to the ground. Yeah. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there was one time where the lightning striking closer and closer and closer, and then when it was maybe within a mile of us, there was one that struck the water. And then it started shooting across the clouds and coming across over top of us. 
And at the same time, everybody in the circle looked at each other and kind of stood up and did the shit you hear about in books where, like, you stand up and duck your head down. So if you get struck, it shoots up out of your butt and not yeah, through your head. Stick your ass in the air. Right. Like, we all did it at the same time because my hair was standing up. Like, it was a staticky feel. Like, we were – that was the most – dangerously close saint, we ever came saint elmo's fire starts happening but you yeah, guys haven't seen that before your dad's um, boat's on, glowing <laughs> yeah I, i've been on i've been i've been on a sailboat once before we're saying elmo's fire and it is terrifying um when the boat starts to charge up so if you guys don't know about that when a boat starts to charge up like this happens during volcano explosions it happens a lot of times but when a boat starts to charge up all the metal on the boat starts to glow this greenish color uh, it looks like fire coming off of it because uh, it's actually charging up, getting ready to get struck by lightning. And I've been on boats that have seen Elmo's fire, and it's uh, it's, it's super terrifying. <laughs> if it's a big enough boat and it's only in the top spreader, it's cool, but you still feel safe. When it's a small boat, there's one spreader, and it's very close to you. <laughs> it's like, this is not cool. <laughs> this is not cool. Yeah. But yeah. So Again, I have anyway. no idea how we got on that topic, but end of chapter. Tangent. I- and we're done with the chapter. <laughs> I'm glad you like more than one spreader. Oh, yeah. So, Chris, I hope you know. That's what she said. I hope you know that every giggity giggity and every you dropped in the background there, I caught on to them. They were well placed. And kudos for you for picking up on that because my mind was in this. My mind was in the same gutter. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually laying on top of Chanel right now, so. Oh well, easy, easy, buddy, easy. That that's a bonus episode. That's an OnlyFans episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, moving to chapter fifty-three: a flow of spirit and the icon's a wolf. So I'm guessing it's going to be Perrin. And the first thing is, yeah, Perrin. So we're with Perrin. Parent and Fayil are walking back from the smithy um, as parents just been impressing Fayil with his big muscular blacksmith arms. Mm-hmm. And um, and they get back. Yeah, I know. And they get back to the end where Moraine, Lan, and Loyal are staying. Um, you know, where they're all staying. And once they return, um, Moraine informs Parent that Rand is in tear. Dun, dun, dun. So. Hold on. Character building we jumped over. Okay. Continue. Okay. So the the best thing that came out of this, and it's pretty solid, is Perrin telling Fael that I did not want to make anything that could get into the hands of one of the Forsaken. I know it sounds so simple, but Perrin, all along the way, he has his confused moments, his things he's struggling with. But when he has a chance to sit and think, he draws a hard line morally of what he will and won't do and and we see it later Mm -hmm. in this chapter of who he will and won't walk away from i mean it just there's this dude's deep i i like it yeah yeah so they get back and marine's there and saying that rand's in tear and yeah land tells them that um that there's been some effects. Oh, well, first, like, parents, like, what do you mean, Rand's here? Won't we know there's Rand's here? Won't there be some things going on? Like, Rand, and Land's like, yeah, there's been weddings everywhere. Like, it's the same thing. Like, Rand's definitely. Uh, <laughs> we skipped my favorite quote, by the way. 
continue. You will fall yet, farm boy. Have you ever thought of wearing a beard? Zarina mm, is all into her. Some parent. Hey, some beards. Be- beard love is is definitely. Let's let's not discount some beard love. She says she's gonna fall him. She's definitely gonna, you know, take down the tree. <laughs> but what what does she know? Is what I'm asking myself because we've seen before with Perrin this possible vision of a future him where he's all bearded and leading mm-hmm. the pack of wolves or whatever it is that he's doing you know taking a leadership mm-hmm. role so is this just coincidence i don't know i've watched too much ncis and i love gibbs i don't believe in coincidence uh, so right. what, does she, what does she know or that or she loves to watch him work metal she likes to see him use his hands she likes to see mm-hmm. the sweat pour off his body and now she wants it all done with the beard on yeah, which I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't falter for that. No, neither can I. God, it's so sexy. No. <laughs> I, I will say I, I don't have a whole lot I mean, of things that make sense on my checklist in this dating bonanza that I'm going through. I'm clean shaven every so often because of being in the reserves, but I definitely bring up and I intentionally show pictures of me with a massive beard with anybody I've been talking to. Uh, and there's been a couple that have been very anti-beard and I just, I don't ghost. I just give a one line. I don't think this is going to work out. And then I never reply to them again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, there will be I've, points I've... in my life where I'm going to beard it up and I fucking love rocking a beard. And if you're not down with that, then we're not going to be down together. <laughs> I've actually had this conversation with my boss, not with a girlfriend, but with my boss. Cause when I was hired, I had a beard. My previous two jobs, I've had a beard. I have not been clean shaven, like clean shaven, clean shaven. Like I've I've turned it up to where it's pretty close, but I've not been clean shaven in a decade. And I was, I went to my boss's office one day and he was like old school guy, late sixties. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, Hey, um, did you ever think about, you know, just maybe, you know, trying to do the clean cut look and everything like that? I'm like, no, <laughs> you, you no, <laughs> you hired me this way. Like I'm not changing for you. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> we only have about ten more years, and then that generation where that matters is going to be retired. Yeah. We're very close, but I feel and, you on that. And, I, no, I, I even I even looked at him. I was like, I was like, I was like, tell me one sill I've lost because of my beard, and I will shave it off. And he just like stopped and looked at me. I was like, I'm waiting, and I will continue to wait. <laughs> To be fair, though, when you have facial hair, you keep yours shaped up. I do. Yeah, so it's, it's a respectable beard. I've well, had, I ha- I've I had haven't, stupid I, grizzly beards. Yeah, and- I haven't as much during COVID because I'm working so virtually that, like, yeah, when I go actually I have to meet with a client and I actually got to do it in person, I will trim it up. But, like, I'll go for, like, two weeks where we're doing all, like, on the phone type appointments. And it gets pretty, Yeah. I think Fail is looking at Perrin like go full <laughs> natural. Just let's see what God gave you. ZZ top. I let's think she's it. so impressed with off. what he has. She just wants to see, see what all of his DNA has to offer. Be like, just just let it go. Let's see what happens. <laughs> so let's get back to what Lan was talking about. So Lan says Rant's here because there's marriages. 
there's been a lot of murders. A child fell from a balcony, like off a building, and just stood up just fine. And the first of my of Mayen is uh, is there, and she's giving into the demands of the Lords of Tear, which has never happened. So this is a new character, uh, the first of my uh, Mayen. Um, uh, that Mayen Mayen is a little tiny. If you go back to the beginning of your books and the map, it's this little tiny city state, like right to the east of Tyr. Um, so it's its own country, but um, obviously Tyr's a lot bigger of a country that's right next to it. So uh, apparently they never give in to Tyr, but this person is, which is odd. That's all I highlighted it is was odd because truthfully, the way Jordan presents it, it's what three sentences and then we move mm-hmm. on. Right. But I it was enough for me to go, okay, this is supposed to be important. Just just more emphasis on the syllable that you know we're we're supposed to take note of crazy stuff happening. Yeah, I, I literally highlighted the don't you listen to rumors, blacksmith tear bubbles like a cauldron. These things were not needed to tell me, Moraine said. Perrin, did you dream of land last... Well, Perrin, did you dream of Rand last night? He was in the heart of the stone, holding a sword. He felt Serene shift beside him. But I've been worried about this so much, it's no wonder I dreamed of it. I had nothing but nightmares last night. A tall man, Serene said, with reddish hair and gray eyes, holding something that shines so bright it hurts your eyes. In a place that is so great, that is all great red stone columns, blacksmith, tell me that that isn't what you saw. Quite literally, they're all having the same dream of Rand. Even people yep. have never seen Rand. So, yep, we know what the deal is. Exactly. And Moraine also explains um, by saying that Bilal is having. Um, dreams as well because he doesn't shield his dreams. Hmm. Um, she's been able to see all that, and yeah. Well, I'm 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 ready to jump forward because, and Alan, you could summarize after. But the the coolest part of this intro was Moraine deciding that they're going to go on and take care of business. And of course, quickly land is like, we are going to take care of business. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, as Moraine says, we're going to go take care of business. And she tries to dismiss everybody else, like go back to Tarvalon, which clearly isn't going to fucking happen. Mm -hmm. But Perrin Mm -hmm. does not sense any fear from Moraine. Mm -hmm. He doesn't smell fear off of her. And she even uses the tone, my guidance. Like she's ready for battle. My guidance. Guidance. So, Chris, and I guess this is, I have to direct it towards you because Alan just won't fucking say anything. He'll go, sure, yeah, whatever. Um, I might say interesting, uh, <laughs> pro, pro, profound. All right. So we've seen a Forsaken that Moraine straight up ran from. Like, we need to get the fuck out of here. But this particular Forsaken, she's like, y'all just go get safe. I'm going to go handle this with my guy Dean. Is, and apparently, so one of two things, either there's no fear because she knows she's going to her death and she's okay with that. And so is Lan. And that's why Perrin can't sense it or smell it. Or 
she actually has confidence like this forsaken i can take care of because there's i guess there can't be history with them but maybe she knows something that gives her an edge i don't know yeah but the whole parent well, not sensing fear that was the biggest question mark the biggest what does this mean that i pulled out of this opening scene well i i you know maureen had had learned how to use the fingers but she hadn't tested the fingers until yeah. the dark hounds were chasing them. And so when she heard she's a got the fire on her side. So yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So that's, uh, I'm, I'm getting to, I'm getting to this. So when she first heard about uh, Samuel um, over in Ilion, she was terrified because she knew of this finger blasting, but she didn't know whether it works. Oh, but then she tested it on the way out, and now she has the confidence. On dark, but she knows she can do it. Well, she knows she can execute Balefire, and maybe she's putting the math together that that should be effective with the Forsaken, but still, there's a huge jump from Dark Hounds putting cute little doggy prints in stone. Look, look mm. at my little doggy print. Look at little, <laughs> that's, that's little Chewy put his doggy print there versus a goddamn Forsaken. That's a big jump. It is a little. I mean, so let's put this in some more military terms. You never, you never fired a gun before in your life, right? And you got someone who has a big arsenal coming after you, uh-huh. has, a, has heavy, heavy guns, and someone gives you a gun, saying, "Hey, here's a gun," but you never shot it before, and you don't know whether or not you're a good marksman. You're going to run right from this person that you know knows how to use the gun. Some right? people might run, but. Not me, so, okay, whatever. Okay. Well, yeah. or, or, but but you get me my analogy, my, my analogy, and then some of the little small guys that don't have guns come after you, and you get the test, and you realize, damn, I'm a good shot. Now you got the confidence. You run up to the next guy. You're like, all right, let's what, see what, how we can cat, do this. Cat. You know, <laughs> you know, for the listeners' sake, I'm going to say okay, but <laughs> but I have I could pick apart that analogy, but we're we're going to let it ride. You know, I, I, I was stretching with that one. You know, I was, I was grasping with that one. But I, you know, we don't let me tell you, the, the, the moment you're looking through the sights and you see a motherfucker that's also looking through their sights, huge difference. Let me tell you. Gur. Yeah. Gorilla. Gorilla. Huge difference, kids. Huge difference, kids. Huge difference. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. I'm. I'm. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on. <laughs> so yeah, so everyone goes upstairs, and Fayil's really excited. She she runs ahead of everybody. Um, and sucker, uh, she yeah. got freedom. Like and, they're like, all right, we 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 want. You. Yeah, I am happy to run. Like, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And then Parent hears something f- fall on the floor in the dining room, and rushes in, uh, rushes towards the room, and gets to the doorway and sees Fayil lying there unconscious on the floor. And immediately she, he goes, he calls her by her name, Fail. Prior to that, though, we have the word dragon say it three times. What's that? They are together, they talked in frightened whispers his ears could barely catch. Even so, he heard dragon three times. Mm-hmm. So the people are talking. Oh yeah, the people are talking. It's in the, yeah. it's in the mix. You can't jump over that. Yeah. It's not just yes. our crowd that knows what's going on. Everybody's feeling the 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 fever is building. There's more cowbell. Mm-hmm. It's getting pretty intense. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. So, so back. 
Yeah, yeah. so back to Fahil's, Fahil's unconscious, um, and, and Perrin calls her Fahil for the first time. You know, which is beautiful. Um, which is a beautiful thing. And goes to rush to help her, and Moraine's like, stop. Stop, 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 stop. Nope, nope. Nope, do not go in there. Look, Alan, Alan, here's the thing. You're focused on retelling the story. We have we have people that have actually recorded reading the entire story. If people want to listen to the books, it's on Audible. Okay? <laughs> so let's focus on the good, juicy stuff. Am right, I go the, for it. Am I the only one that, that, I mean, we knew that Perrin had some feels for this girl that he was in denial about. And he was doing the whole, I don't want to be in charge of her, and blah, 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 and da, 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 da. And the moment she's in real danger, he switches from his immature, ignoring his emotions, ig- ignoring what he really feels, to immediately in his mind, and 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 I, I guess saying out loud also, just recognizing her for who she is. Like, that transition wasn't small. Him calling her by her name in that moment, like I thought that was I know it, it sucked that she's in Nana land, right? But I thought it was very cool that in that moment of despair he recognized what he felt and what he actually thought for her. And it wasn't this, you're annoying, you bother me. Oh my gosh, why are you here? It was a very deep and immediate connection and a he went full protective mode. I don't know. I got warm fuzzies from it. Agreed. And 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 if you didn't, you're heartless. <laughs> it was. And that. you're being you're being called heartless by someone whose Zencaster name right now is D's nuts. So how does that make you feel about yourself? That's right. I mean, you're, you're you are absolutely correct. The switch to the Fayilla versus Zareen is huge, and the exclamation mark shows he shouted it. So he did, he did so passionately. And, you know, whether it's yes. because he sees her as a friend and companion now or something more, you know, it, it begs the question. Um, and I say that because of what happens next. Like, he has this conversation with Moraine about, you know, what's going on. And Moraine just, I can only speculate. Well, I don't give a damn what's going on. Like, he actually gets his attitude with Moraine and demands an answer and gets a response. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know what? You're knowing too little too often right now. Like, I need mm-hmm. you. He's pretty much telling her, get your shit together for all of our sakes. I, we yeah. need to be better informed. Mm-hmm. You're doing a horrible job. And then he's like, you know, what's the deal with the hedgehog? And she's mm-hmm. like, you know, I know of one person who can cause the, the sphere to flow. And so we know that we have one of the Black Aja that can essentially pull a spirit from the body. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. So, and then send it, it off that, into the dream it, world. And that was interesting too. Like that, it was very rare that a flow was a hundred percent spirit. Like normally it's mixed with something else, but like this flow was. That's not rare spirit. for us. Hopper's been all spirit for a while. Oh yeah. So we're yes. good. We're covered. Yeah, we're, we're good. Yeah. We have experience in this. Yeah. But yeah, so he, uh, Moraine tells uh, Perrin that, you know, if anybody gets close to the hedgehog, they'll also be pulled right in. So you got to, yeah, be careful that don't go there. 
Uh, we'll have to figure some other way. I I just, I don't know. The hopeless romantic in me, I love the fact that I, I can tell from the moment Perrin was told to stop by Moraine, it, 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 was, it was a momentary pause. It was, he stopped only so he can gather as much information as he could, which he didn't get much from Moraine, but he knew. He knew he was going to do, even if it was a low percentage, even if it was only a .0005% chance that he could help her, he was going to go for it. I, I, I felt it even, even before we got to the point where he talked to Loyal and he's like, I'm going, cover my back. It, I don't know. I, I just, I saw it coming and I love it. So um, then Moraine says her and Lan are going to go to the Stone of Tear. Uh, Why got, does shipments helicopter? go by car and cargoes go by ship? That's a question. Mm. Next, and the wheel reads. So, <laughs> so, I so mean, um, at that point, so yes, yeah, so, yeah, so right. at the point where Moraine, yeah, Moraine and Land leave to go to the Stone of Tear, Perrin decides to stay behind, and Loyal stays with them. He's like, Yo, pa- uh, yo, Loyal, watch, watch the door. I'm going in. And and Loyal's and, response is, yes. "You shall not pass." <laughs> Very original. I yes. like it. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So maybe and, it's Loyal the White. We thought it was Tom the White. It might yeah. be Loyal the White. It might be Loyal the White. No, nah, I'm still going Tom. I think he's going to die this cold and come back as Tom the White. It's Bam. Pater the White. Let's be real. You know what, <laughs> Alan? I know you're drawn to Pater, and I know why. We all know why. You're a freaking dark friend. However, it's not Pater. Pater, Pater got bopped in the nose and eliminated from the entire fucking series with a nose bop. Boop. Yeah. Uh, Boop. He did. That's it. He got blood on his T-shirt, and he's like... <laughs> And he's gone. Mm-hmm. If he comes back and he's like the dark one, like, okay, you could talk shit again. But until then, fuck Pater. Oh. That's right. I'm wearing I'm wearing I'm wearing my team Pater beanie as I say that. <laughs> anyway, so Perrin jumps and makes the leap towards Fail, and he thinks he almost touches her as he slips right into Teleron Riyadh. And he's meted by his old friend, Hopper. Yes. So let's talk about this. Hopper's like, bro, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. <laughs> this is not a safe spot Dude. for you. And and he parents like, but I got my hammer. I got my long leather vest. And I'm ready to go to work. And he has I'm his mag to- he has his well, magnum he- vest. Because remember, he tried on yeah. multiple vests that were not the right size, but he got a big magnum vest exactly. that fit him perfectly. Yeah. He had to supersize it. And, and he says he's there to help his girl. And Hopper's like, all right, then let's go. Mm-hmm. I got you. All right, got so, you. <laughs> this is perfect. And Chris, it's even better that you started your statement with like, uh, Hopper was like, bro, because it's, it's a very, it, it's what we hope to have in a bro type friend, right? Exactly. Hopper, Hopper didn't immediately go, yeah, whatever you want to do, I'm down. Like, let's go get arrested together. He also didn't say, no, fuck you, like I'm judging you. 
I'm going to tell you what you should do and then walk away. He went through all the steps of what you want out of the best fucking friend ever. He was like, all right, here's the situation. All right. Extreme danger. Like little tiny pup sticking his nose in some honey getting fucked up. Do you realize what's going on? And Perrin responds essentially with, no, I know what's going on, but here's the thing. Even if what I have to do leads to me dying, I, I'm not walking away from this. I have to find her. And once Hopper realized that, Hopper went, okay, you've received the facts, you know the risk, and I'm not going to let you go alone. So now we are going to go take care of business. Yeah, That was a fantastic well, man. Did, did, did I need a goddamn Hopper into, friend. Did he morph yeah. into a wolf? A big-ass wolf. Yeah, a, a big-ass big ass wolf. Like he's and even Hopper embraced. was like, Hopper's like, you're bigger than you should be. Like yeah. we need, we need to be yeah, incognito, yeah. and you are massive right now. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Well, now I'm do- now I don't know what we were talking about because I got all this track. Yeah. Hopper Hopper is amazing. That's, that's what oh, this, about. yeah. Hopper is, so now we have Lan, Matt, and Hopper that are the man. <laughs> the, 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 uh, right now, Hopper's winning. I, yeah. Like, I was fired up about this. <laughs> Hopper's so fucking cool. I was like, I got you. I got you. We're going to do this together. And so, we yeah. and they run off to go. Noses to the wind, the tools ran hunt. across the plains seeking the falcon. When you when you think about it, so like when you're about to make a, I won't say a bad decision, but let's say a risky decision. Like we all have family or friends, whatever that you share it with, and you know there's some people that are going to just give you shit about it. There's some Mm -hmm. people that will try and give you good advice to lead you to the you know good decision. Blah 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 Mm -hmm. blah. But there's very few that will take you through all the steps. And once they recognize you've considered it all and you're still going to go, that will be like, all right, well, if you're going, I'm going with you. That's, that's man, good for, good for parent for having that type of connection to, to be able to go with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we end this chapter. So in the, in this, in this episode, so anything we missed? No, pretty solid. I'm okay. going to just go back to, this is, this is the main part where I came to the conclusion that we are going to have definite giant cliffhangers at the end of this book. Oh yeah. Cause okay. all we the other stuff, another you... chapter this book. bingo, the rest of the folks could wrap everything up. And then at the very end, be like, wait, where's Perrin? Like that could be the end of this book. Not Somebody going, like, wait, where's have... Perrin? How many chapters <laughs> do we have left? Three chapters? Three. We could Three. have a, Rain and land leave and head to the stone. Done. We could have a ran ends up at the stone. Done. We can have the girls are now at the stone. Done. Look done. Jesus, we can have no resolution. Don't, don't, don't mess with me like that. We can no have resolution. No resolution. This book. <laughs> and then, because and then Matt's fucking flipping a- coins, walking down by the water, going. Eventually, I'll accidentally stumble somewhere. <laughs> you can have a land. You, it could be land. 
it could be Moraine and it could be Rand's point of view as they merge to the or they get to the stone. And then you have a all three girls point of views as they get to the stone. And then you could have the um the Matt. Matt and uh well Tom's not included anymore. It's just like the Matt meandering yeah. his way to the stone. Gosh. Chris, let's go back in time to when like let's say two days after the dragon reborn was released. So the next book wasn't even thought about clearly not going to be released for a while. Mm -hmm. If I was in that position, I would be scared shitless right now as a reader because, (laughs) because I knowing that there's no way it could be tied up. And there's the possibility, like you said, that every loose end could be looser. (laughs) And then it could be a year until the next book came out. I would, I would die. So those of you that got to this point without having any idea when you could pick up the next book, I salute you. Like that, that was a dark time in your life. At least I know when, when we're done here, I'm, I'm going to, we're going to record. I might bitch about something. I might say Robert Jordan was fantastic here. Alan's a dark friend there. I put on my floaties for Chris here, but the next day I get to pick up the next book. Yeah. And I well, love you it. To, you have to read the end uh, as soon as we're done here. So, um, so favorite the character. Six, the next six books actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You either read the last chapters. Uh, it's lo- the favorite character from these chapters. Perrin. Did y'all yeah. not pick oh, okay. up on that? Perrin. I thought for it was me. Be Hopper. I thought it'd be Hopper. Okay. No yeah. parents. Perrin. Oh, so Hopper was a, like the perfect wingman, but yeah, a wingman Perrin, is still a wingman. Wingman, all right. Yeah. Perrin, Perrin is going in, no matter what. The hopeless romantic, yeah. Perrin, it, he it could be a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance that he doesn't come back, and he also dies in this world, and only a spirit exists. He doesn't oh. care. He'd even weigh that shit. So here's okay. So if there's a chance, I just I just, I just I just want to I just want to point on. this out. So mind? we Will have land. Okay, mind? okay. Matt. Matt. Ooh. Well, we God, that's solid too. It's more solid than the parent you mean. You know, parents, my boy. But Karen has his invested interest. Like we already know, he clearly likes the fact how she stares at him while he does his work. He's into her whether yeah. he realizes it or not. Matt's just like as he wears his it. magnum vest, he's wearing his magnum. Exactly. Matt on the other side is like, you know, really? These girls got themselves into trouble again. He can just leave. But he chooses to be the yeah. hero. That's yeah. true. Of all of them, he mm. could there's no peer pressure near him. Tom is struggling near death. Uh he could, he could stay with Tom. He could go back. He, he, he would have every excuse to stay with Tom. I mean, Tom's Tom's rough. He I could abandon Tom. No, no one, no one would fault him for staying with Tom. The situation. No one would fault him for leaving Tom. He left yeah. Tom and didn't care. Yeah. How how perfect is this uh, favorite character selection? How does like. We've talked about how we go back and forth of love and hating and people's perceptions of characters change. Who would have thought if the choice between Matt and Perrin, 
I'm I'm a sol- I'm still a solid parent. I I respect and love your choice, Chris, but I'm a solid parent selection, and you're going hardcore, Matt, and I love it. <laughs> Nobody would have ever guessed that. That's because I I love Matt. You guys, if you didn't know, because you guys because you guys love each other. <laughs> I do. I do love you, Chris. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, so the next three chapters, which is the end, I'm going to give it the chapter titles. We don't have to respond to them. I'm just going to tell you what they are. Is Into the Stone, what, what is written in the prophecy and People of the Dragon? Wait, whose prophecy and is People of the Dragon the Aeol? Are they about to come across? Are we unleashing the Aeol on this world? I don't know. You said don't respond, no. but... Uh, so you don't have to respond. This you is can a, if you want. This is a three-person show. I've got shit to say. What do you go think? for it? What do you think, Chris? What do, what do, what we do you think? find out. Uh, <laughs> Raffo. <laughs> I just got raffoed by my co-first re- first-time reader. That's man. I've been waiting for an opportunity to do that for a long time. I like it. I like it. I'm tired of making assumptions because half the time the chapter titles don't make any sense to what's going on. Like choice. Yeah. That's Yeah. I keep I keep for the sake of the readers, I, I keep trying to come up with wild predictions, but it's like the more we go along, it's like Chris and I are learning that as much as you think you might know, Jordan is gonna slap you with some you didn't see this coming. Mm-hmm. You know? So I don't know. Kind of settling yeah. into that some. Yeah. I still think Tam traveled through time. I will. I will <laughs> time traveling. Time. I will argue with we, anybody. Like We haven't seen Tam. Um, oh, we haven't. Yeah, we, we, we heard We've about heard, him. We heard in rumor. The begin, in the beginning of this book that he came by Tarvalon. If you um, trust that story. If you trust it, yeah. Here's my other thought. People enjoy him. How, how do you guys think this book? I guess you guys think it's going to be Empire Strikes Back. It's going to be a, a, a dark ending, um, cold ending. It's almost fitting. We've talked about dark and stormy so much in this particular book. And and the yeah. fact I'm reading into the fact that on your birthday, Jake was drinking dark and stormies with the most mm. potent rum you can do with it. Yeah. That's him hinting towards me subconsciously. Get, prepare for the dark ending, a dark so, and stormy ending. That's, what, what's going to happen is Matt's going to try to save the girls and then run to Rand, and then next thing you know is Balal, aka Jabba the Hutt, aka Darth Vader, is going to freeze Matt in carbonite, and we're going <sighs> to end the. <laughs> I think Rand's the, the book. In, Rand is going to be with, in a carbonite uh, scenario. Uh, Rand's gonna be in Carbonite, um, and oh no, Rand's Luke Skywalker. So Matt's well, Han Solo. Well, no, Perrin uh, that, that, then, because Perrin's in the Dream World. So that's Perrin's Chewbacca. Let's be real. Oh Jesus, <laughs> Chris, please take offense. I will back you up. <laughs> I love I love Chewbacca. There's a good chance Perrin's the main character within three books. Like, <laughs> and Chewie wasn't. Dude, people uh, of the dragon. That's kind of clues you into the fact that like it's gonna be a big uprising. I don't know where, yeah. but it's so, so Matt and Car- Matt and Carbonite. That's Matt and uh, Carbonite. That's, 
No, not Matt. All right, Rand and Carbonite. <laughs> it's either Rand or Perry. Oh yeah, good good point. Ch- Chad does make a good point. Parents not Chewbacca. Loyal is definitely Chewbacca. <laughs> oh, that's cute. No, fuck that. Loyal is the goddamn Ewoks. You guys, you guys, you're you're all wrong. Loyal's so cute and cuddly, and just accidentally mm. destroys bad people and makes everybody else like feel good about themselves and you kind of want to scratch them behind behind the ears yeah yeah wait hold on hold on what is the chat response uh to to that nothing uh they just have uh, me uh gifts about uh carbonite (laughs) (laughs) and and of course uh a naive being a soko tano um that's uh (gasps) that's a given Me lucky. That's that's my head cannon. Um, if we're gonna, if we're gonna do a compare Willa Tung characters to Star Wars characters, uh, Ahsoka's the, she is the first animated crush I've ever had. So uh, yeah, so let's wrap it up. Unless you guys have anything else, no, guys, anything else? I I I love where uh, we're at, and I have no fucking clue where we're at, and I feel like that's what Jordan meant to happen here. All right. So how we can be found um, at the wheel reads on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, the wheel reads at gmail.com is my email address. You can email me. Um, I do respond to those. Uh, the will reads.com is our, our website. You can find links to everything from there, including our merchandise, which we do have. Um, we have all sorts of things like, Team Pater beanies and Team Pater shirts and also Will Reed stuff too. Um, there's more stuff that will be added soon, but uh, yeah, go check it out. Buy some stuff. Um, we get shot glasses, frosty mugs, all sorts of cool stuff. Um, Discord. Um, you also can get a link there um, our, um, on our website to our Discord. It's a fun place to hang out. Um, occasionally we do, uh, we open up the live recordings to everyone. Um, you have to be on Discord to listen to those. And come join. Um, and then also the best way to support us, is, of course, is Patreon. Um, that is really the, the the best way to support a content creator um, besides just listening to us. That's the best way to listen to support us is just listen. But if you want to go the extra mile, yeah, Patreon. Uh, you can give us more money. Um, it goes towards buying better equipment. All of our mics are paid by Patreon money. My original computer that I used was patron money. My new computer is my own money. But uh, <laughs> um, so Al- but, uh, Alan, uh, tonight is our live recording for patron only. Yes. So Alan, pull up the Patreon chat and let me know when you have it open. I give me one second, and it is. Hold on, I got so many sections in the Discord. Yeah, got it open. All right, yep. so he has it open. All right, uh-huh. so those of you listening live, the second person to message anything in the Patreon chat gets a free something off of our merch channel on me. Not on not on the Wheel Reads, but on me. And you can pick something on there. Second message. Second message is Pythos Cheetah. Pythos, Pythos Cheetah. It. Alan's going to coordinate. You can pick something off the merch site. I got you, you said covered. Bob. 
His, 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 that's what he said, Bob. Delusion got you covered. Uh, yeah, Delusion said butt, and then Python said Bob. So yep. yeah. Delusions, if you would have said boob, <sighs> and even if you weren't the second person, I would have given it to you, but you, you didn't say boob. All right, so Pythos, go ahead and pick something off our merchandise website and let us know. And yeah, it's, uh, it's coming, coming your way. You. Alan's got my credit card, so I don't even have to think about it at this point. It's just going to yeah, happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's why you should join the Patreon, because you can listen live and, you, and get cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, also, uh, whatever you listen to us on, whether it's uh, uh, Apple or Google or Spotify, uh, we're on Pandora now. Um, if anybody still listens to Pandora, <laughs> I didn't go through a whole entire approval process for Pandora. I'm like, people still listen to this? Like, why are you guys making it so hard? <laughs> why does this anyway, happen so fast? Why is Pandora old technology? Like, that's, I feel like it's new. I, I, do you feel like it's new? Yeah, it's old technology now. No one listens to Pandora anymore. <laughs> that's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, but we're on there. So you can listen to us a bunch of different places. Feel free to listen to us uh, and rate us, share us, um, write comments, ratings. We, we, I do read those if they're on a platform that I actually pay attention to. Um, if you're on podcast, something, 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 dot something, I probably won't read your review. Um, the Apple, Spotify, those reviews I read. So, um, but yeah, we, we would, uh, we really appreciate that. And that's all I got for this week. Until next time. Thank you for listening to The Wheel of Reads. See y'all next time.